Hey there, Wolfpack fans. I know that you all see this big old smile and you think to yourself, well, Ken's smiling all the time, but today I got a reason to smile. I think that Coach Keats abandoning small ball is going to be wildly impactful. We picked up the big South player of the year in DJ Burns. And I'm going to tell you what that means as well as the uh, transfer from Utah and, and a lot of other guys who just bring a lot of size to this team. I'm going to tell you what it means and why I'm so excited about it, as well as the potential drawbacks of completely going away from small ball. We'll talk about all that more on this episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in looking at what we're adding to the team as far as the 2022-2023 uh, NC State football season goes, I'm sorry, basketball season, not football season, basketball season goals, uh, we look at DJ Burns who has two years of eligibility left, who is coming in, averaged about 15 points on uh, 21 minutes a game last season. And it's it's very – it's going to be great to see what he can do um, as far as what he can be for this team. Now, he was a high-volume shooter for, um, for – Winthrop, but when I say high volume shooter, I don't mean he was cranking up a lot of shots. They're mostly down in the paint, but he took about 38% of Winthrop shots when they were on the floor. And uh, that is from our good folks over at Back in the Pack. So let me source that so that I don't just uh, be out here saying stats that nobody knows about. But with that being said, um, he is going to be a guy who gives us offensive punch right away. And another thing that I think is while his rebounding numbers weren't great, while his ability to protect the rim is not great, the reality is the combination of him and E.B. Dewana can be a beautiful thing. When you have two teammates that play the exact same position and their strong points complement each other in the way that these two do, that could be a potentially beautiful pairing. I like Burns a lot, but what I like even more than Burns is Coach Keats going away from small ball. And here's the thing. I know that there are going to be some people who don't like that. I know there are going to be some people who say, well, well, you are who you are and you got to stick with that. I'm not one of those people. I'm not beholden to uh, that which you were to begin with. You can never change from, you can never evolve from, you can never learn. Hey, there's a better way to do things. And let me explain to you why this is such a good thing as far as what he's doing. In my career, I played for a good amount of coaches, some good, some bad, some great, some terrible. One of the, the main things that separated um, that separated coaches into that good or great buckets was their ability to adjust and adapt what they do to the personnel that they have. Now, we all know it's about your X's. It's about your Larry's and your Joe's, not your X's and your O's. But to a certain degree, putting your Larry's and Joe's in position to be successful, it's a huge part of this. It's a huge part of this. Are there certain teams or certain players that are so versatile, so talented that whatever situation, whatever system you put them in, they have that type of scheme versatility. They'll be fine whichever way you play. Sure, they exist in the world. Absolutely. We're not talking about them. 
we're talking about uh, the average Joe Blow or even really good players who excel at certain things. If that's the case, it is not wise to say, I'm going to keep trying to beat everybody in to these uh, to these stationary things that I think that they should be able to do, that I think they should be able to fit. That's how this is going to go. That is how you get fired. That is how you get losses. That is how. That is how. And granted, you can get the, the, the path to winning is straight and narrow. The path to losing is a very wide gate. The reality is what we saw last year was injuries, I think, was the, the main thing. Because the amount of injuries that we had in our front court for a team who plays small ball, you're you're never going to have success with that. But the next thing from there was a lack of offensive system, a lack of um, true bucket getters if we were going to lack an offensive system. But it seems to be that we're addressing that. We're actively working to address that. Now, good guys in ISO are, are wonderful. It's fun. Great. You can win some games. To win at a high level, there's going to need to be more buy-in defensively because last year we could not stay in front of guys. And every big that we played against, and granted, this was because of injury, so I, I kind of understand. Every big that we played against looked like a man amongst guys. We have to stop those two things from happening. But with that being said, I am firmly on the side of Coach Keats making these changes is a good thing. Again, Imagine if he would have looked in the portal this year and said, everything be damned. Previous success and failure be damned. I am going to stay the course on exactly what I am, on exactly what I want to do. Despite the fact that the portal may not be bearing out the fruit that we need to do that. Despite that fact, we're still going to stick with what we do. And this is not, this is not to say uh, that if he would have done that, he would have been just wrong and terrible. I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt either way because he's still NC State's coach for now. I, I have to. I have to. That's kind of part of the deal. But him making these adjustments, again, great deal. Because if he doesn't, if he says, you know what, I'm going to stick with small ball, I'm going to stick with it uh, through everything that we just saw, I'll tell you this much. Um I can understand losing while trying to fix some of the longstanding problems that have been in the program. I can't understand. I can't understand losing while banging your head against the same wall that you've banged it against year after year after year, after year before year, after that year with another year. That doesn't make sense to me. That's where you will lose me. That is where, and, and I know that apathy is a huge problem surrounding NC State basketball right now. That is what would give me apathy. If we keep trying to do the same thing unsuccessfully, we're not instituting anything new. We're not doing anything new. We're not actively trying anything new. We're just saying, you know what? The way that this looks right now, I'm okay with that to me. We all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, he's changing the thing that's being done. So let's see if we can get a changed result. Now, of course, there still needs to be the offensive, uh, the an offensive system put in place. Something, something. Or you know what? I'll say this. Not even an offensive system put in place. Just a team identity. 
That's that's what I think is more important than anything. There has to be a guiding north star of even if we lose, even if we are to go down, we go down knowing that we do this, right? So if we talk about what that looks like in terms of in terms of football, for example, for years, for years, Mississippi State was known as being wildly physical. I mean, just a physical thud you up, thud you down. There's going to be a – you may win the game, but you're going to walk away from that game with lumps and bruises and bumps. Texas Tech, a team that for as long as I can remember, immediately after Tommy Tuberville, everything about them was, we're going to throw this ball around the yard. We're going to find a way to throw this ball around the yard. I don't care who's there, how we do it, what we do. We are going to throw this ball around the yard in a way that terrifies everyone. If we look at NC State football from last year, the identity was this defense is going to wear you down and whack on you, and you're not going to get anything off of this defense. And offensively, we're going to want to run off the left side. And after we try to run off the left side, we're going to hit you with some deep balls in the passing game. That is what our identity is, right? Okay. This basketball team, what is their new identity going to be? I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to see it because, again, I don't have a problem at all with changing courses. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry to tell you, if you think I should, I really don't care because I'm not. I'm not I'm not going to be upset uh, at a coach for changing up what got the first 20 loss uh, season in program history. We got to pay some bills, but I'll be right back, y'all. All righty. So there is a minor concern. There's a very minor concern. And I, I know some people are going to think hearing this, oh, you're just talking just to talk. Or you're double talking yourself. There is a minor concern in that with the transfer portal the way it is today, was there enough fruit to get the, the system that you wanted that we just could not get those players? And the other concern surrounding this is, is it too much change too fast? That's a question that that kind of lingers a little bit in the regard that we've replaced almost every assistant coach um, and we're now fully deviating from what Coach Keats's identity was coming in as far as what he wanted his team to be. So there are some questions there, understandably so. There's understandably some questions there, but we're we're going to see how that plays out. That's that's the only reservation there. Now, I want to talk to you all about another thing that I heard um, that Terquavion Smith is all but gone. There's nothing we can uh, really do there. I'm sorry, not Terquavion Smith. Darian Sebron is all the way gone. There's nothing really we can do there. And Terquavion Smith, there's hope that he comes back. I just, I, I don't really understand at this point. I don't really understand. Is there something that we as a university, we as the alumni or the boosters or whoever need to do to further incentivize a lot of these players staying? Because Darian Sebron, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, I, it makes sense. You know, it. in some ways it makes sense. I think that he has a lot of money left to make. I think he stands to make a lot of money if he comes back. But I I think that the 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 ceiling of the money he can make if he comes back 
is worth the risk of losing what he currently has or what the current uh, stock, what his current draft stock would be if he comes back, gets hurt, doesn't perform well, whatever the case may be. Uh, as far as Darius Seabron goes. To Quavian Smith, I don't understand at all. Because there are, to me, this is how it works as far as like, as far as college basketball goes, okay? And in college football, there's so many positions, so many different things. It's like, what can you do? Great. College basketball, it starts earlier to be, okay, what can't you do? Like what, depending on the university that you're looking at, that becomes the question. NC State isn't quite there yet. So we're still looking at what can you do? We're Can you do uh, a thing or this thing at an extremely high level, right? Quavin Smith does. He plays, he he creates shots He for himself. He can knock down catch-and-shoot jumpers. He can do that at a high level. I don't know what else he does at a high level. That's just the reality. And I know what you're thinking. In today's NBA, pace and space is the, the thing. It's it's all the rave. It's, it's, it's all the uh, noise going around. I don't let me ask you this of all the guys that we see every year, all the three point specialists we see around the country every single year, how many of them get drafted guys who can solely shoot the three guys who can solely, the only things that they do shoot the ball from deep. Well, uh, both off the catch and off the dribble, not much of a mid range game, not much of a finisher at the rim, not good from the free throw line, not great defensively. Not a great rebounder. And this is no disrespect to the young man. This is not saying that, like, oh, he's a bad player and he should, he should. Y'all know me. I am pro these players getting paid. And that's why my question was not, oh, uh, well, it, why would Tequavian do something so crazy? My question is, what can we do to make it so that these players are delayed from wanting to go or or from going to the next level where you go from making X amount of NC State, you know what I mean, getting paid good enough money or getting paid really good money, honestly, and going to either the G League or Turkey or Australia or uh, somewhere in Europe. Like, there there has to be something that we can do to where players who it would make sense for them to come back as far as, like, their draft stock, we can also make it make sense for them financially. And I know this is crazy to hear. I know some people are going to be upset hearing, but I make it make sense for a, a college player. Listen, listen, there is simple economics going into this. These players are the heart and soul of a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar industry. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see what the problem is behind the idea that these folks get paid. I'm sorry. If you want me to find a problem with it, I can't. And I'm not going to try to. Now, are there problems with the way that certain universities and certain teams are going about this? Absolutely. But in this case, we're not talking about that. We're talking about how do we keep a Terquavian Smith? And to me, I I think that, you know, this is going to be his team. He's going to have the keys with uh, if if the reports are true and C. Brown is, you know, uh, only a pinky toe left in the door. If those reports are true, then what I'm seeing is this will be his team next year. He'll have the ball in his hands a lot, or or if he doesn't, 
whoever takes it out of his hands got to be darn good at distributing, darn good at playmaking. So with that being said, it's going to find his hands anyway. And he's going to get a chance to fully get into his catch and shoot bag, which I mean, just because of the nature of our offense last year, wasn't really much of a thing for him. There is immense opportunity for him. There's immense opportunity for him. So to see what happens with uh, that saga, and I, and I don't want to say, you know, saga as in like it's drama or something like that. It's just a young man deciding to go to the draft. But I sincerely believe that what would be best for this young man is coming back. And I, I'm not saying this about Sebron and Smith because just because I want to see them back um, in a Wolfpack uniform. For example, I'll give you a prime example. They were talking about Chase Young and, and potentially going back to get his uh, criminology degree at Ohio State a couple of years ago. Now, I do not hate Ohio State. I don't love Ohio State. I don't have anything against that university. I don't have uh, any, you know, like, oh, my God, I just love everything. Nothing like that. But what I am, again, is pro player. When it came to him going to the draft, this was after his junior year when he did leave. When it came to him leaving, I said he's the number two guy in the draft behind Joe Burrow. If he comes back next year, he's going to be the number two guy in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. The The money difference is not going to be that vast from one year to the next. Rookie deals are rookie deals. In the NFL, they're now slotted at a certain spot. Thank you so very much, Jamarcus Russell. Anywho, they're not slotted at a certain spot. What sense would it make for him to go back and get his degree? What, what did he gain as a player? from coming back what did he gain as a as an actual athlete what did he get his stock was not going to go higher than number two it could he could only drop and the money from one year to the next wasn't that much and i think that his skills in college i think he pretty much maxed out i don't think that there was much more that he could have done or learned going against college offensive tackles i just i don't i don't now there are some things i think he could have worked on in, in his game for himself but I think that he would have been better served learning those things while going against uh, NFL offensive tackles, which, I mean, we're seeing. So I am not the type of guy that's going to tell all every college player, come back to college and da-da-da. I'm not the type of guy that would tell every NC State player, come back to college. When Naheem Hines left, I said, it makes sense. It makes sense. When Chubb left, yes, go. Make your millions, dude. Go, go do it. I'm never the type to tell somebody, hey, you, you should come back just to give the red and white another year. You know what I mean? Because realistically, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. But for both of these guys, I think there's a lot of money to be made, but definitely for Smith. I think that it's a, it's a grave mistake. Now I'm betting that he comes back, but who knows? We'll have to see how that saga plays out. Like I said before, and if you're better, go to betonline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, and more this year at betonline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I, I hope that I've driven home two basic points. Number one, Coach Keats and his ability to adjust um, is good. The fact that we're going big in the portal is good. 
If these are what, if this is what the portal is bearing out, if this is the fruit that the portal is bearing and we need to get in and, and live with this fruit and work our magic and, and be the best we can be with that, excellent. I'm all for it. And the other thing we need to, there needs to be some way. There needs to be some way that Wolfpack fans, Wolfpack alumni, Wolfpack, if you have anything to do with Wolfpack, we need to do more to find ways to incentivize these players to stay. Because let's just be real. Let's just talk about what it is. NIL is functioning in a way that we now have the ability to make sure that these student athletes are compensated in a way that it wouldn't even make sense for them to leave early if they have more to come back and prove, if they have more money to be made in terms of their draft stock and whatnot. I know that playing in the NBA is a lifelong dream for these guys. And I'm not saying that, you know, we should discourage that dream or that we should delay that dream. Or that we, no, I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is that we need to come up with a way that it basically just, it makes sense for guys to come back. It makes sense for guys to uh, be at NC State for as long as makes sense to their career. That's that's all I'm saying. Because again, I don't think that a freshman uh, leaving after a good year, a good freshman year, by the way, it, it wasn't like a great year regardless of uh, what year you are. It wasn't even like a really, really good year regardless of what year you are. It was a good year for a freshman. It was, actually, no, I'll give, them, I'll give them that. It was a great year for a freshman. I think it was a good year uh, for most years. But if you're like running out of eligibility or whatever, I'm not sure if that was a great year, but you get my point. You get my point. Like this was not the type of year where it's world shattered, where it's like, hey, you're going to go make multiple millions next year. There will be no delay. There will be no wait. There will be no uh, long way around the G League where you're paying for the Greensboro Swarm or uh, the, the Providence 67ers or whatever the case may be. Like, there's that's just the reality there. So we'll see how this thing goes. Wolfpack Nation, thank you all so very much for coming out. I've had a lot going on in life, so kind of had to um, kind of had to get in episodes where I could. But next week, we're doing two-a-days like it's camp season. I'm going to bring y'all two episodes a day for multiple days next week. So don't worry about it, all right? Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolf Pack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you.